Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one definitive page of Talmud every day. New year, new us, and the Talmud knows it as it always does, which is why it feels comfortable to bring out the big guns, the heavy stuff in today's page, the Darim 71. The Talmud is asking a fundamental question about divorce. More specifically, this is the dilemma at heart. The Talmud tells us that when a woman makes a vow, her father or later her husband is responsible for that vow as well. But what happens if the relationship ends? Have a listen. A dilemma was raised before the sages. Is a husband's divorce of his wife after she took a vow considered like silence? Or is it considered like ratification of the vow? In other words, has the husband basically said, hey, look, man, I'm completely out. I have nothing more to say about and to and for this person. Or are we to think of divorce as basically just one more step in a relationship between two people? And here to help us parse this very heavy, very complicated question is our fearless leader and beloved editor-in-chief, Alana Newhouse. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm... Once divorced, but currently married. <laughs> so you have seen uh, you've seen this thing from both sides now, as as Rabbi Johnny Mitchell would would put it. And so when you read a, a question like this, if we think of you know here's this husband and his ex wife took a vow, is he now just like, hey man, I'm out, or is he like, well, you know, the vow has something to do with me because I'm still in a sort of weird relationship with this person, even though we are no longer married. Which is really a way, another way of asking, how do we think about divorce as, as a final letter or as just another step in a relationship, evolving relationship between two people? I actually think this is one of those instances where the Talmud's understanding of an institution is pretty radically different than the reality that we encounter today, which is not a necessarily value judgment on either one of them. But it's just that, for example, we don't know from the text or at least from the text that that you've read, whether this couple has children, whether this couple still lives in the same village or area with each other, which are all important things to know because they determine whether or not that couple effectively is still in each other's orbit and as part of a larger enterprise with each other or not. But maybe that's my very modern earthbound brain making excuses for what I don't want to say, which is that regardless of whether or not people live with each other, regardless of whether or not they have children with each other, regardless of whether or not they still have financial investments, that they're still tied to each other in some spiritual way, having made that vow. And that part of our modern world is about avoiding that. It's so interesting that you should say this because it seems to me very much, as I read the page, that this is indeed what the Talmud is saying. It, Judaism allows for divorce. It you know, spends a lot of time parsing the possibilities of divorce. It's not like we have a, a Catholic notion of you know, marriage is once and forever. But I do think very much just by asking this question, the rabbis are saying, well, you know, <laughs> once you say I do, there are spiritual residues that will never go away. Yeah, and I think that your use of the word spiritual there is probably right. So let's assume I say to people, you're practically, for all intents and purposes, you have nothing to do with each other. You're not responsible for each other. 
let's even assume in this example that I say to the husband, you're not responsible for her vows on a practical level. But do I want you to walk around the world wondering about her and wondering about the stamp that she's putting on the earth about your effect on other people, about their effect on you? I do. I don't want you to think that we simply walk away from other people and then that tether is cut. There is something important about realizing that even if you no longer have people in your lives, and I and, and, and by the way, I should say this goes for people dying too. Just because somebody's not practically in your life every day doesn't mean that they're not continuously influencing and affecting your life and that you're not doing the same for them. And so I, I, what I feel from this is it's a little, it's woo-woo. It's certainly woo-woo for the Talmud. But I do think that that's the message, that the message is, is whatever practical rule we come up with here, and let's just say we say no, that there's no responsibility for her vow. We want you to know that we weren't sure right. and that maybe you shouldn't be either. You know, uh, over over the break to educate our children, we indulged with the um, Talmudic tractate of Masechta, Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, which in a weird way is precisely about this, right? Because here's Robin Williams as Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. sitting and having heart-to-heart conversation with his soon-to-be ex-wife, or I guess at this point ex-wife. And basically, because he wants to get back with her, giving her kind of the same advice, which resonates even though they're not together at the end of the movie, because he's basically saying, I'm sorry, even if it ends, you're never untethered from from the person you were once so deeply in love with. Right. And just to double down on the doubtfire exegesis, it's he's doing the same thing with the kids, mm-hmm. right? So technically speaking, when he's acting as Mrs. Doubtfire, he's not their father. Except he is. So for all intents and purposes, practically speaking, he's not their father in that room. Except he absolutely spiritually and fundamentally still is, no matter what practical, in that case, costuming we put ourselves in. How lovely. <laughs> Alana Newhouse, thank you so much for being our guest. Of course. Once the father of your children is out of the picture... The only solution is total and lifelong celibacy. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And get your Take One t-shirts and mugs at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Courtney Hazlett, Robert Scaramuccia, Mark Oppenheimer, and Sarah Fedmanator. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic. <laughs>